well, that was almost <laughs> every last second of Will-O-The-Wisp's theme tune. And it, the thing I liked most about that, Shiv, was yes. that that was taken from a YouTube video, which was clearly made from some sort of old recording as the sound went in and out. And I was thinking, Claptrap's back, and as professional as ever. I think, you know, I was in my head wondering, do you think anyone's missed us? And I think I've managed to answer that question myself. Do you think anyone's Will-O-The-Wisp us? <laughs> Uh, well, I wisp it were different, Cathy, and that we'd done more shows, but we have been very busy, have we not? With the best willow in the world, <laughs> life does get in the way, Shiv, you know. I think sometimes... Things happen. Things do happen. See how I did a polite word there? I didn't say shit happens, I said things happen. Thank you, because have we made a pledge not to say fuck or bugger anymore? Or bollocks or poo-poo. Certainly not wanker. Um, anyway, Cathy, welcome back. And welcome back to you, Shiv, to your own home. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me back to my own home and indeed my own stool. And indeed your own equipment. In, uh, yes, I, I'm... Plus the microphone. Hey, <laughs> we go. Away. Shiv's equipment is pleasant, present and... Pleasant and correct. It's pleasant <laughs> and correct. I'm all pleasant and correct. Well, at least I said it was pleasant. That's nice. Yeah. That is that's didn't char- say whether your equipment was unpleasant. No. Unpleasant and correct. But it wouldn't. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you that your equipment was unpleasant and that's why they're dumping you? <laughs> Only by text. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, this that, is unfair, listeners, because I was fair. recently ditched by text message. I'm sorry. But he didn't... In all fairness, say that he was ditching me because my equipment was unpleasant. Though that was the subtext. Yeah, but your equipment was always pleasant and correct. And he is, he's a fool. The guy's a fool. And if you're listening, you're a fool. I don't think he's listening. No. Or indeed, if he's masturbating to this. (laughs) Shiv! We were at the pub for our friend's birthday we the were other night, and uh, one of our friends claimed he he enjoyed this as a bit of uh, something to put in the wank bank. Hand relief. Hand relief. <laughs> yeah, he suggested. While he was having some hand relief, he had our voices <laughs> ringing in his ears. So this is the... Ring-a-ding-ding. Uh, I mean, this is definitely, this is the sort of... Chit chat to get you off, isn't it? This well, that's our tagline. Chit clap trap. We'll put that on iTunes. Clap trap. Chit chat to get you off. Well, if there's one thing guaranteed to get an adult off, it's discussion of children's oh, television God, programs. Oh God, we, we we've gone into very murky water, haven't we? Well, you know, quite apt for things from <clears throat> the IT. The I 1980s. was. I was about to say quite apt considering the uh, four minutes and forty seconds of televisual feast we're about to review. As part of this week, month, years episode of <laughs> Century. the Claptrap Podcast with me, Shiv Mika. And me, Kathy Manson. My goodness, it took us a long time to get there. Didn't it just? Yeah. But we're both fully pleasant and correct. All pleasant and correct. Equipment is where it needs to be. Yeah. And I think we're coming through loud and clear. And, and it sounds like some other people are coming through loud and clear as well. <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll be coming through to Saturn and Mars as well, because they feature in this episode of Willow the Wisp we watched, which was called 
The beauty contest. The beauty contest. I left uh, my good friend and co-presenter and indeed co-creator of this marvellous podcast in Thank charge. Thank you for using all my titles. That's okay. In full charge and command of finding the episode we were going to watch because I nipped, nipped into the kitchen with my living lady lover for some dinner. She dindined I dinned in the next room and put me to work. And when I came back through, Kathy said, I have found, I mean, I'm not going to do an impression of her voice, but imagine it's no, her I'm saying it. I'm an impression of my voice. <laughs> I want to know what I sound like <laughs> to you. Go on. I have found. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do an impression of you because I think. Here's my shiv. Yeah. I have found. <laughs> I'm going to have some dindies in my living lady lover. <laughs> I have found something <laughs> to watch on the television, Shiv. Oh! Oh! I've just seen my dinties. You use this remote control. It does sound like me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm an excellent mimic. You're an excellent mimic. Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. I'm known for it. I'm, yes. as, I'm as good as uh, David Brent on The Office, which I've just re-watched. Hmm... And I, funnily enough, it's amazing how many people you work with are like David Brent. God, i that's always my fear that I might be him. In no. an office sense. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's worrying. I think I'm a bit too self-aware. I think every time I do something that's a bit knobby, I'm like, call it out to myself in front of people. Oh, no, no. It was a bit knobby. Sorry, everyone. Why am I... Fr- You're the one that's from Stockport. Why do I sound like a northerner? I've never, never ventured further north than Brighton, Bournemouth and Exeter. In fact, if I went to Watford, I would get a nosebleed, I'm sure. For I am such a southern belle. Why dost thou makest me sound like I'm from Yorkshire? Well, because I, I think of you as a cosmopolitan type of person. Cosmo- a cosmopolitan? Uh, yes, someone that reads cosmopolitan. A, a vodka and cranberry cocktail? Yes, yeah. And a magazine, all in, rolled into one. And if you're cosmopolitan, your accent changes every now and then. How, what, how do I sound now? Oh, I sound like this. Hello. I am Shiv. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kathy. You see, my voice never changes. No, you always sound like this. What about the American years? Hi, I'm Kathy. <laughs> I'm Kathy and I'm living in America, but I'm I love the Nirvana and I love the Pearl Jam. That is extremely accurate. Thank you. I want a coffee from the Starbucks. Didn't have one when I lived there. What? But isn't Starbucks from Seattle? Yes. Didn't you live in Seattle? Yes. What the actual flip? Well, I lived there in 1992 or three. Oh, that was. Free coffee, wasn't it? I think it was around, but there was probably only one. Or... I don't think there was. No, there wasn't coffee in the nineties, was there? Oh, there was Mellow Birds. You could you could get a jar of Mellow Birds. Yes, or I could get a, uh, a filter coffee Folgers in America. Filter coffee with cream. Yeah, filter cup from a Mister Coffee with the little drip. I I could have a Mister Coffee. <laughs> But I couldn't find a Miss Coffee. No. No. No, well... well it's very sexist in the Very nonsense. sexist. Yeah. And if you were in your car, like, you know, sometimes people could take a car, a coffee to go in their car. Yes. If you were in your car and your windscreen uh, was a little heated up, could you get a D-Mister Coffee? I wish I could take a photo of this face, but 
Um, I don't have a Polaroid to hand. So the synopsis of the episode... Oh, come on! (laughs) Anyway, yes, let's land the plane back to... We'll land the plane. Back to this. Or the spaceship, perhaps. We'll explain that later. We will. So let let me do my history bit on Will of the Wisp, and then I'm going to let you kick into the synopsis. Does that sound okie She's going to do a hysterectomy bit. Will of the Wisp, this episode is from 1981, which I ascertained by doing a very quick read of the Roman numerals at the end of the show. Which, as you, as keen listeners know, Shiv and I are big Roman numeral big fans. Big Roman numeral fans. Form an orderly queue, gentlemen. <laughs> Come Kathy's on. back on the market. X out of X. That's what we rate ourselves. Um, and Will of the Wisp, it was a originally part of a British gas campaign. I think it was a British gas safety... My whole life's a British campaign. gas campaign. But at the end of every episode, it will say, um, Will of the Wisp. That's, I, I like that. that was, are you referring to farts? Well, I don't really think you need to spell it out. I was hoping the listener would make their own mind up. Well, I'm kind of the the orderly cues just disperse. Well, to be honest, if a listener is cracking one off to this, they're not going to be listening fully, are they? They're going to be a little bit thinking about themselves. What if they're... Um, uh, bashing the bishop. Yes. I'm going to try and use a different one every time. <laughs> uh, and they hear that and it puts them off. The thought mm. of wind slash gas it does not allow stops them... them in their tracks mm. and makes them plummet. Yeah. Or the tumescent sort of just go. <sighs> yeah. There's just a drooping effect, a, fl- a flaccidity. Back to Will of the Wisps. So, 1981, and as I said, it was um, part of a British gas corporation. So, Will of the Wisp appeared in its own cartoon, courtesy of British Gas. I mean, that's 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 the little pee in the corner of an ITV product placement programme, if ever I heard one. And it was aimed at kids. What are kids doing buying gas? I feel like that that was a um, uh, a bit... That you rehearsed. I didn't rehearse that. I know, because we didn't rehearse anything. I but never you, rehearsed but you know anything. When it, I felt like you were a stand-up doing a, a, a routine there. It's because I could be that funny, but I'm not. Um, because as Cathy pointed out earlier, it's bit like this. I'm no, and no. Anyway, I, but I, I was just getting into it. I was thinking about it. It just is as insane. I was talking. It is insane, isn't we it? Should, the most important bit, in my opinion, about Willow the Wisp is that it's Kenneth Williams. Uh, Kenneth Williams... An amazing voice actor. One of actor. my faves. A fabulous. Faves as I was a kid. I always loved Camp Men. Such a, you know, such a bitchy queen, according to many stories and things. But as a performer, I think par excellence. Well, he was this very unhappy man, which very, is Very, very unhappy. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot we could read into why he was unhappy and we could blame society for that. So I am blaming you, society. I I'm blame you, society. Squarely well. looking at you, Britain. Homophobic, my, homophobic Britain. Britain. Yes. You can do uh, do one. So, presumably, Kenneth Williams was paid a hefty sum to appear in a British gas advert as a, so. as a wisp of gas. I think that's what that is, yes. I and mean, it does look like him. Yes, it's sort of been drawn in his face. Because they did... That's the technical term. They it's did been drawn in his face. bring back with the wisp with a different voice actor a, a few years ago. Yes, it plummeted. Plummeted. That didn't work at all. All the charm in this programme is because Kenneth Williams does the voices. <clears throat> and by crikey, he had to carry He had to carry the show, didn't he? The plot was not up to much. Um, I think, how did we end it after we looked at each other and said that you, you couldn't... You well, you could, live in... We asked you to live in Lady Ludder, yeah. Ludder, Ludder, Ludder. Luddite. Yeah. You live in Lady Luddite, who doesn't normally watch television, of course, being a Luddite. Yes. <laughs> 
what she thought, and of course she's a bit younger and hadn't seen it before, and she said, oh, you wouldn't be able to make that now. And Which is pretty much the listener, theme of everything we watched for this. Dear listener, that's correct. And she said, did you used to watch that when you were kids? I think that would have scared me. And we both were like, yeah. We were weird. That's why we're weird. It is. I mean, and I do remember really enjoying Will of the Wisp. Yes. But the beauty contest. Kathy, could you kick off the synopsis for us? Let's just... Mavis... Cruitt. Cruitt is a fairy and she lives in the woods called uh, uh, Doilywood. Doilywood. And she's crying <clears throat> and Colin the Caterpillar. Eric. Eric the Caterpillar. I'm really good at this. You can see I haven't taken any notes, listeners. I'm, I'm not a pro here. Kathy, it sounds like you've rehearsed this bit. <laughs> I, I, you've caught me out. <laughs> it's scripted. So Eric the Caterpillar goes to see Mavis Cruitt to find out why she's crying. She's crying in a mirror, isn't she? She's looking at herself in yes, the mirror. Yes, and she's doing sobs. And she says there's a beauty contest coming to Doily Woods, but she's not going to win because she's fat and ugly. And she says, am I fat and ugly to Eric? And Eric says, let me just get out of the way before I say this. You're not fat and ugly. You're, You're plump and plain. Plump. And plain. Which wasn't what we were expecting, really, was it? I was expecting, due to my modern sensibilities, him to say something along the lines of, you're absolutely beautiful inside I thought that when she was crying, look in the mirror, Eric would go, let me go out the way. And he was going to come back with Christina Aguilera, who was going to sing, you are beautiful, no matter what to say. Of course, this is 1981. So, actually, he just... If I, um, if you want to see some more Bucks Fizz ripping their skirts off. Yeah, it's also, I think it's the year of Shut Up at Your Face by Joe Dolce. So, Dol- I mean, the possibility <laughs> of him bringing out Joe Dolce going, was, Shut Up at Your Face was, was high. It was, was high. high. And actually, Shut Up at Your Face probably would have been more pleasant than saying, You're plump and plain. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear. You don't want someone to just get a thesaurus out and say exactly what you've said, just using different words. So then at this point, a... Let's let's call it a pneumatic blonde appears. <laughs> Did she have big boobs? She was quite fair. She had, she looked like a kind of a seventy sex doll. Yes. I think had this seventy sex doll look, and she big was eyelashes, huge, big, come to Dollywood eyes with her. And but her makeup looked a bit like Courtney Love in the whole years. Mm. I mean, it was all over the, the lips. Was all over the show. Was a bit smeared. But she appeared and she offered Mavis Cruitt the chance to feel beautiful. She was from Avalon, I noticed. Yeah, and because it was this was for the beauty contest that had been named the Beauty Queen of the Universe. So that's right. This this fairy is this woods on a different planet. Then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I suppose that's. I suppose they've been sniffing the gas, maybe, to make this. Episode. Maybe this is all some sort of drug induced hallucination, much like they've left the gas on and everyone's just was. like, yeah, passing out. Oh but my god, maybe this is a danger of the carbon warn- the warning about carbon. This monoxide. is basically a program called If You Leave It If You Leave It on the Hob, you'll turn into a knob. I, that worked better in my head. I think it's actually called Um If Your Gas is on High. You'll have to say goodbye. Okay, yeah, that would that works. Yeah. Um, gas mark six. What a load of dicks. How about carbon monoxide 
poison <clears throat> your boys on death row, deathbed. <laughs> That's not working at all. Uh, yeah. So she- what happens is Avalon lady doesn't actually do anything. She just makes Mavis think she's beautiful. And then Eric the Caterpillar says, because of course it's all in the mind, which is true. And he does, but that would have been a lovely thing. Except he's doing a little caterpillary finger, twirling round, and I'm doing it now as I say this, twirling it around the side of his head, which we all know in the 80s means you're a nutter, you're mental, innit? It's the international, no longer PC symbol for... Nutcase. Loony. 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 Total loony. All these phrases are of the time. We do not ascribe to them. Uh, Please notice our asterisk leading to our terms and conditions that we are using terms from the time and we are well woke now. We are so woke. Wouldn't use them. Never. No. No we. No we. No we. So anyway. uh, Then Then we we meet the other contestants. We do. Well, no, we don't. Because what happens first is that we meet Edna. The Wicked Witch Edna. I love the fact that every time we do a claptrap. Yeah. Um, I get everything wrong. You just don't get it in the right order. You you, you get you know you you don't you 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 there yeah, you do. So you lovely. do, don't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, I think we know who the weak weakest link is. Goodbye. <laughs> well, this is my pleasant and correct equipment as well, isn't it? Oh, oh, dear. oh god, oh. we're gonna have to. Oh, we're gonna have to have creative differences again. Oh, live on trap air. and trap two separate <laughs> ones, and no one will listen to mine because it'll just be the ramblings of. Something uh, completely in the wrong order. I'll probably bring in the wrong programme. I'll start talking about Bungle when we're watching this. Pro- I mean, it'll just be, oh, a, it'll be disaster. a disaster, darling. I do like it? to talk about Bungle a lot, though. Yeah, me too. Bungle. We sh- I think we should squeeze Bungle in more. I'm squeezing so, Bungle in later, but that's, <laughs> um, that's, that's my own a, business. That's a different thing entirely. So we are introduced to Edna, who's the Wicked Witch of Doilywood. And she's a television, a television on an old... Style television stand. She's well wrinkly. So these are the sort of televisions where you've got this little bulbous screen and then the kind of wood effect and then the speaker to the side, which, you know, a lot of people much younger And then than the us. two antennae sticking up. Antennae. And that's what she uses to cast spells. And she was so cross because she, wearing her sash, wanted to be the beauty queen for Dollywood. So she turned poor Mavis Cruet, plump and plain Mavis <laughs> Cruet, into a frog. If Mavis Cruet is plump and plain, what is Evil Edna? She's a television set. Yeah. She's square and scary. She is scary. So then we are introduced, as you were about to say earlier. Yeah, well, I did that, so I get it right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what was that, Cathy, they introduced to? Where, would, where, where were the people yes, from? Yes, and I correct order. Uh, they were from... There was uh, someone from Jupiter. Yes. There was someone from Mars. Yes. And then the judges was from Saturn. And then there was also a contestant from Saturn, which really annoyed Evil Edna because she was said, well, the judges will be She was biased. furious because the Saturn contestants, which were... And they, let's be honest, all the contestants were quite interesting, alien object looking kind of things. Quite hairy. Quite hairy. Beautiful eyes. And one of them had eyes that just kept appearing like... Bop, 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 that bop, was the satin lady. Yeah. And she sort of lifted what looked like a, a, a toupee, which actually probably was her arm off the top of her head and waved at the judges. That's what sent Edna into 
apoplexy. Yeah, because the judges went, ooh, and looked very delighted. They looked with delighted that with that head hand wave. So Edna turned the judges into frogs. Bad move, Edna, because who else have you turned into a sexy lady frog? Mavis Cruitt. And Mavis Cruitt is narrating this at this uh, this part of what's going on. And she goes, oh, the judges, that one winked at me. Oh, so did that one. Oh, so did that one. So basically, the male judges looked at the sexy frog, got a froggy wood. Froggy stiffy. Froggy stiffy. Froggy stiffy. Do and... frogs have penises? Uh, here's a, that's a question I didn't expect to get asked today. Well, you, you have to expect the unexpected. I would imagine issue. that a frog that there would be some frogs in the world that would have a penis. Yes, I think. Do amphibians have penises? Peni? P- penis. Pen. Pens. pens. Uh, it's pens, isn't it? Peens. Peens. Yeah, peens. Do amphibians have peens? Um, answers on a hey, postcard. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I, I, I could ask Siri. Ask live. Siri. Should we ask Siri? We'll Hang ask on. Siri live. This is cutting edge entertainment, everybody. Okay, here we go. Oh. Here we try. I don't know my own passcode, so this will Well, I limit don't know anything, apparently. This. So here we go. Two, right. two <clears throat> poo-poos in a pod pod. Right, here we go. Hi Siri, do frogs have penises? No. no. Male frogs and toads do not have a penis. Well, there's our question well, answer. There you go. That's um. So there's no, there's no froggy stiffy. There was no froggy stiffy. So the frog. So maybe their tongue comes out and stiffens oh. up. Yeah. So they anyway, the frogs were excited. Yes. But um, not in their penis. Because they don't have one. But Thanks, Siri. Uh, but Mavis wins. Mavis wins. Because beauty, of course, is in the eye of the beholder and a frog fancies a frog. And Edna was furious and said, next year I'm going to turn the judges into evil televisions. And that sort of is that, isn't it? It just ended there. Just, that's it. End. A little circle got smaller onto Edna and then it was all It was finished. almost as if someone had forgot to put money in the meter. Well, the gas meter. Indeed. Bringing well, it back to that, of course, mm. because I'm sure British gas was still involved. So that is and was indeed the episode that we watched. And it was a four minute, 40 seconds. I think it took us 22 minutes to describe it. but Well, it did. It, was, it felt like 20 minutes. There was a lot going on. It's quite... Uh, I mean, Kenneth's the voice work. Let's say so the voice work is excellent. Yes, he like, does... Uh, Abel Edna's like this, and then uh, uh, the caterpillars like Cockney like that. Oh, the caterpillars like that. Yeah, and my Abel is like that. Oh, but it, it his voice work is excellent, and they all sound noticeably different. Yes. You know that, and that's that's important, I think, with voice work. So unlike uh, McToot playing all his bagpipes when we watched the Family Ness. The voice work was up to up to oh up to those Muster, Scottish accents you've reminded yeah, me. I, well, good. I used the word accent loosely. Loosely, loose. It was uh, the animation's fine. Uh, the moral of the story was muddled. I would say. I mean, they're right that beauty is all in the mind, but he did also call a woman plain and plump, and she called herself fat and ugly. And no one stopped her from doing that. No Ooh, one. Oh, it was a different time, wasn't it? You know, no, no wonder, no wonder we grew up 
I suppose what's plain and plump? Well, just a bit fucked up, I was going to say. I'm still a bit plain and plump. Well, I have spent my entire life being plain and plump, and I'm delighted too. Perhaps we should change the name of this podcast. Plain plain and and plump. plump. Which one are you? (laughs) I'm definitely plump. Oh, that makes me plain. Fair enough. (laughs) Plain and plump. If the if the if the plain face fits. If the plump bum suits. Um, Maybe we could swap each week and one week you could be plain and I could be plump and vice versa. Oh, it could work, couldn't it? Well, actually, considering the voice work you showed earlier, how good are you doing an impression of me? That's right. I mean, I could. Everyone, in- I've just had a really good idea. Okay. So the week that you're plain, yep. you wear no makeup and starve yourself. Yeah. So then you'd be angry. Yes. And so even plain. So then also face. that would influence how you speak about the programmes as well. You would... Yeah. And then plump gets to eat what they like. Yeah. Delicious. Well, and then you swap round. Well, I don't. I have a problem with that because I, I, I can only do eat what I like. That's the only way I live my life. I, I would struggle with um, a starvation diet. Maybe yeah. that's a really bad idea. Also, we don't want to encourage starvation. No, diets. and also I don't think that is the moral we want to take away from listening at watching this uh, program and and the, the listeners well, I think listening to this. Actually, indeed. this is where this is where we're going to make a difference, Shiv. Okay. Because I miss what you're taking out of Willow the Wisp. The 1981 programme is Plain and Plump. And what we're doing is we're reclaiming. reclaiming Plain and Plump. Yes. And we're saying Plain and Plump is beautiful. Plain and Plump. Don't starve yourself to be otherwise. Do not start, Do not listen to television sets talking at if you. If a television set talks to you, I mean, they do talk because there's people on but them talking. It, and, yeah. But if it actually starts talking to you. Walk away. If a caterpillar, a cockney caterpillar, called Eric, walks away Colin. from you and gives you a bit of grief, a bit of back chat, a bit of cockney back chat, tell him to do one. That's right. Send him to outer space with the judges from Saturn. Send him back with them. Uh, Say, all right, you call me plain and plump. Off you go. Lie on a Saturn's ring. See how long you last. Mate. Mate. Matey. Former mate. Not not a mate of mine. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. <sighs> Will of the Wisp. <laughs> well, it was just a very strange... I wonder if we picked a particularly bad one because it was about a beauty contest. I think... I think it... I think... It hasn't aged incredibly well, has it? As a, the stories were a bit random. The... You know, the character... I I did feel awkward. Like, as soon as she said, I'm fat and ugly, I was like, oh, God, the 80s were shit, weren't they? I mean, they were so shit. Well, that must be why there's been such a boom in therapists, because we all need to go to therapy after being called fat and ugly when we in 1981. But that was made for kids. So there we were. This was age-appropriate television for us to watch. And Evil Edna was quite scary. For me, I remember. I think life is muddlesome and beauty contests are troublesome. And she is, she is all about the philosophical rhymes today. Mm, thanks. And chopsy caterpillars are a pain in the arse, aren't they? If you feel plump and plain, have a think again. Listen, you ain't pump, plump and pump. Oh dear. Pump, pump and pain. Listen, you ain't plump and plain. Do you know what pump and pain is? Is that a rapper art act? I, I, I was going to say when you have too much too much shagging, you get cystitis. 
Pump of pain. <laughs> I thought pump and pain was when you farted and made your back hurt. <laughs> when you do, I woke myself. Oh. I woke myself up with a fart the other one. <laughs> Uh, listeners, Kathy is single again. If anyone's, uh... <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm getting you all a bit excited, and yeah. there is now a massive queue forming outside because you know, and oh, she's all oh, plump and plain that wakes not, herself up. She's by not farting. plump and plain either. Plump and plain's quite hard to say, isn't it? Because of the plosive plus. I don't see nothing. No, ro- oh, no, oh. mute. Jesus, with a little plump and plain. <laughs> but I know we mustn't sing that because I actually watched that documentary. It was oh, horrifying, dreadful, isn't it? Speaking of inappropriate for children. So we're going to give scores mm. to Willow the Wisp. So we need to give a score, an out of 10 score, don't we? Yeah. For the show. Okay, I'll start. I'm going to go four out of 10, and that's all for Kenneth Williams. Yeah, I'm giving it five out of 10 because I'm generally the more generous one of no, the two. No, it's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've listened to us for ages. Oh, I can't remember now. Um, anyway, I'm going to do five out of ten. Uh, six points of that are for Kenneth Williams. <laughs> Sorry, six <laughs> yeah. points out of the five. Yeah, listen, bear with, bear with. Five out of ten, six points of that is for Kenneth Williams. But unfortunately, uh, it loses a point from that six for just being so fat phobic. It is fat phobic. It's fat phobic. That's not a phrase they would have heard no, in 1981. And it, I know, that's something that does rather get my goat. It does rather get under me gristle, that I one. I suspect quite strongly that a lot of the episodes will revolve around Mavis being plump, plump and, plain. and plain. Because... <sighs> a plump and plain fairy. Yeah. Well, I, I remember it was quite common to, like call people things like fairy flumpfoot like if you weren't a very you know if you were not very prone good for dancing and things I do remember there being like that kind of nonsense like when you wouldn't go to ballet I do remember actually someone at school suggesting I wouldn't be any good at ballet because dear listener if it's hard to believe this but I was plump and plain at at, at school so they said to you their insult was because you're plump and plain and plain you wouldn't be any good at ballet yeah well, how do they know? Exactly. I mean, to be honest. Where are you good at ballet? <laughs> Spot fucking on. I'm useless. The only bar I'm any good at is the one that serves beer. The only time I've stood on my toes is to reach the top cupboard for some more biscuits. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? The only ballet I want, only I ballet I like is the one that says this is belly awful weather. The only tutu I wear is something to go tutu to supermarket for more food. The closest I got to a tutu was when I got fifty four on an essay at university. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, that's excellent. Yeah. Well. That was Willow the Wisp. Willow the Wisp. We can't really recommend it, listeners. No. But um, I hope you will think on next time someone says to you, I think I might be unattractive, and you say, no, you're ugly, (laughs) that you don't say that. Uh, I think I'm going to leave that moral with you, Cathy. I think you've, you've nailed that one, as they say. So now we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have any thoughts on fat phobia, plump and plain, 
or anything else, you can email us on claptrappod at gmail.com. Could I suggest that if you do masturbate to our show, that you do not share that on our social media. But if you have other exciting things to share, come find us on Twitter at claptrappod, I believe. Or on Instagram at claptrappodcast. Or pop onto the Facebook and in the search, write for claptrappodcast and then see two plump and plain faces appear in a photo. With duck beaks. And that's us. Also, rate and review us. That'd be lovely. Please do. Uh, we're currently only on two platforms, but I'm going to have an off-air chat with Cathy about putting us onto more podcast platforms. This is very exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Um, but if you search for the Clapchat podcast on Apple's podcast platform or go to SoundCloud, you can listen to us there. You can also listen to us on uh, the one I use us on, but I can't remember what it is. There you go. Wasn't that fun? Anyway, listeners, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for coming.